everyone. Welcome in to Watson's Playbook. special edition today with my buddy Lee on the line. Uh, we're going to do a Dallas Cowboy edition. How are you doing, Lee? Good. 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 So my buddy is a Dallas Cowboy fan, and um, that's unfortunate for him this year. But it's going to kind of go into the Dallas Cowboys and uh, why they're so bad this year. There's, there's you know, plenty of uh, plenty of reasons, I guess you'd say. But the, let me start you asking out by this is what was your expectations? What was your expectations coming into this year? Realistically, uh, just looking through the schedule, like I do before every season, it looked like uh, nine and seven, 10 and six. The games didn't seem like they were going to be that hard. Our division's super weak. So you could take five or six wins in division and then picking up a couple along the way. But it hasn't gone that way, and I don't think it'll still go that way, but you never know in the NFL. Yeah, you never know. They could get things turned around. Realistically, to me, I look back at even last year. Last year, I bought into Dallas Cowboy hype, and um, they disappointed. They were 8 8 last year. They underachieved a little bit, but uh, they, you know, a lot of people were saying it was because coaching, and I do agree. Jason Garrett was a, a horrible head coach. Um, but this season, I go, okay, they got Coach McCarthy who, you know, he has Super Bowl experience. He has uh, experience of regularly winning football games and winning, having uh, winning seasons. Um, you added C.D. Lamb on this offense and, you know, some defensive players. I figured, I was looking at going, okay, this this seems to be 10-6. and six, I thought possibly 11-5 and five, and win their division. Um, but it's not looking that way. And you can still win your division, right? I mean, because your division is that bad. It's this is probably one of the worst divisions I've I've ever seen in football in, in history. I mean, it's it's pretty dang gone bad. Um so y'all still got that going for you. But I mean, 
do you want to, as a Cowboy fan, do you want to win your division to probably lose first round in the playoffs? Or would you rather, would you rather want that, that, uh, better pick for your team? Uh, at this point, I would rather have a pick for the team. I mean, especially without your quarterback, um, it's always how I kind of felt like there was seasons in the past where Romo was hurt and we we're going to make the playoffs or barely make the playoffs. I'm like, it wouldn't matter as much if your quarterback's not there. So it's, it's like, I don't know how Philadelphia Eagles fans feel, but I mean, they won a Super Bowl, but their, their guy Carson Wentz wasn't there for it. So it's just, that's just weird to me. I don't know. I mean, if the Cowboys limped into the Super Bowl or limped into the playoffs and can make a splash, that would be a sighting and something to follow kind of like what the stars did this year. I mean, I'd still root for them, but at the end of the day, I'd rather them just lose more games. I expect to lose tomorrow. So I just want to get ready for next season as that rebuilding. We we need to replace probably nine of our defensive starters. So I mean, we got a, a lot of team building to do. So I'd rather go that route. Yeah, I feel you. Um, to me, it's there's there's one bad place to be at in sports. That's just mediocre. You know, eight and eight, you don't get a really great pick. You, you know, and you're not winning the Super Bowl. So um, I agree with you on that um, that aspect of it. Getting the better getting the better pick. And we, but we know Jerry Jones will never ever be team tank. Um, he'll always try and win. And, and you realistically, you still win your division. I, I, I got y'all losing tomorrow too, just because your offensive line is so banged up. And that's one thing to go into this year of COVID is, is first of all, you, you have a new head coach. You didn't, we didn't have a regular off season. You're trying to in, implement a new defense, uh, a new defensive coach, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, all these things going against you to start off and then you lose your quarterback, your offensive lines. I mean, I mean, I don't like to use the excuse, uh, excuses for any team. Cause we all go through injuries, but your team is up there as far as probably the most injured team in the league. And it's really hard to, it's hard to, um, what am I trying to say? What's the word I'm looking for? Evaluate your new head coach, evaluate your players, evaluate the season altogether going into it because of all the stuff that you guys have to do with and your injury, your uh, line injuries. And even people, you, who's the guy that you, you got, he didn't even, he didn't even start us uh, play for you. Uh, he was a defensive guy from Carolina. You brought him over with Poe. Who's that guy? Do you know his name? Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he, he looked like he was going to be someone good for us, like a good leader, but a veteran player. Uh, the injuries, I mean, they they are what they are. It's it's the same for everyone in sports. The Eagles were banged up uh, last year. They're banged up really bad this year again, and they have a good chance to win a division again, but I, I don't know what it is. It's, I was talking to my buddy watching the game last week and kind of watching a little bit of the Eagles game on Thursday. And to me, it's like when people go down, the people that are going to get onto the field, if it was me in that position and I got out on the field because someone else went down, I mean, I would I'd kill myself to make myself look good. I mean, I would do whatever I could to earn an opportunity in that instance. And the Cowboys players just don't seem to do that. When backups get in, they look lost and they don't play with any heart or any fire. And so it just, it, it's, it's, it hurts to watch them play that way. I watched the Eagles on Thursday, like I said, and they're, they're playing with a bunch of backups and those people like their backup running back was, man, he was playing hard. They, they were, they were balling out and they were, they were doing what they could to win. But it seems like with Cowboys, the culture around here, they just think a star on the helmet's enough. So they get into the game and they're just like, I'm getting a paycheck and they don't care. 
Yeah, I mean, um, your your offensive line has been pretty bad, and I thought you know the the the, the talk around here is we still got Andy Dalton. He's he's to me he's a starting quarterback in the league. He's your best back. He's the best backup in the league. That you know Andy Dalton could still win you some games and still lead you to a um, winning record maybe in, in a division, but if you can't block for a quarterback and you can't give uh you can't block for Zeke, I don't know what you're going to do offensively. And you got the rest against this week. They got a good defensive line. that can get to the quarterback. Um, who They sacked the Eagles. I think it was week one. They sacked the Eagles eight or nine times. They sacked Carson Wentz. So you got, you got your hands full. And, and so I don't know, I don't know how many points y'all score. I, I thought the Arizona game, I didn't think y'all would win. I didn't expect the 38 to 10 blowout either. Yeah, I, I expected a loss, but that uh, was just pathetic. It, like, no desire, no drive. And when, when a defense gets playing like that and they can tee off, I mean, Andy Dalton is a good quarterback. I mean, he could start for some teams, but he's also at the point of his career where he's kind of a statue in the pocket. Uh, when teams can tee off and know exactly where you're going to be, he, he ain't going to move. And then the offensive line, he can't block. I mean, that, that's easy for defenders just to go straight at the quarterback. And he took some big hits and he stood in there and I think he could do something if he had some time, but he just doesn't have the time and the guys are going to have to get open quick. If we want to do anything, this Redskins line is probably going to get, I don't know, five sacks on him tomorrow. It's, it's going to be, going to be ugly. I think. Yeah, they have, um, I think it's McCorin for the Redskins. I think he, he's a number one wide receiver and he's, I think he's top five, if I'm not mistaken in the league right now. Um, so you got not only that, you got your coverage issues. Uh, you know, we can get into a little bit of contract talk here. Uh, I, I thought Byron Jones, let Byron Jones go was a big mistake last season. Um, but they didn't want to pay him up. They didn't want to give him the money. There's some questionable contracts given, you know, Jalen Smith got paid two years early. Uh, you know, Zeke Elliott gets paid. Now he's fumbling footballs left and right for you. And I think the biggest problem you guys have in my opinion, is the fact that you have um, all your star players that are getting paid and taking up most of the cap besides Zach Prescott, and right now he ain't playing, they're not showing up for you. Um, DeMarcus Lawrence, he's not getting sacks. Um, Zeke Yelly, like I said, he's someone in the football. He's not really uh, contributing that much on the offense. He's actually hurting your team. Um, so that that's a big issue when those guys that he's paying all the cap to is not is not um, adding up. And you know, it's funny. I don't know how you feel about Demarcus Lawrence. Um, every every Cowboy fan I talked to has said, "Oh, he had a good year last year." You know, you can't just look at stats, and and you can't just look at you know, sack numbers, but you're paying this guy to get sacks. You're not paying him to let others get sacks. And he's not getting to the quarterback. He actually had, I heard the other day, he has the fourth highest win percentage rate in the NFL right now, but he's not sacking the quarterback. So how, how do you feel about him and how he's playing right now? I think it was a big mistake to pay him because he was a guy who was highly talented coming out of college. We drafted him high. We always expected something for him. He, he was always injured. And then finally on his contract year, he played really good, led the NFL in sacks. And bullet. that was the only time he did it. Bullet. And bullet, 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 bullet. It's, Alert. It's, uh, it's rough because he, he, 
he has potential. He's he's an okay player, but we we paid him as a top tier sack guy. Like they would pay JJ Watt or something, and, and that's not what he is. And they like all the metrics say he's really good against the run, but I really hate hearing that for the money he's making. Then if he's that good at the run, let's just put him at nose guard and see if he can stop because everyone's just running right down our throat. So we need someone in the middle to stop it. But I mean, obviously he's not big enough to play there. But it's just. It's it's disappointing the contracts we give out to players like him and Jalen Smith, who's an awesome guy. But it's like, why why pay these people what we're paying them when they can't produce? Uh, the only player that plays with a lot of heart on our defense is uh, Diggs. Man, he he looks like he'll be something, and he is a rookie and he's getting beaten out of position at times. But he looks like he could be something good. Yeah, he does. I feel bad for Diggs because he's actually, he's a rookie, but he's been thrown into the fire because he's your best coverage guy. So not only is it his first year in the league, but it's, hey, we need you to guard Julio Jones. Hey, we need you to guard DeAndre Hopkins. Hey, we need you to guard their best wide receiver. And he shows promise, but he's been put in some bad situations um, because you really don't got anybody back else back there. And that's, I think, so why Byron Jones leaving was a big, big uh, hurt for you guys. And, um, the Cowboys really haven't ever paid safeties. I don't know if they don't value the position as much, um, but they don't, they don't value that position and it's getting hurt you. And like you said, Demarcus Lawrence is a good run stopper. And I've seen that this year as well, but this league is a passing league right now. So you need guys that are going to impact the, the passer and be able to coverage guys. Uh, Mike Nolan has been in the question. And I think, honestly, I think Mike Nolan will be gone next season. Um, do you think this defense, this lack of defense, do you think it's talent wise or do you think it's Mike Nolan's system? Uh, I mean, the cop out answer is I think it's both, but I think Mike Nolan got hired based upon doing McCarthy a favor early in his career and giving him a job. So McCarthy was just trying to pay it back, but that's, that's really the wrong way to go about hiring people, especially in positions like that. I just don't understand why. GM Jerry didn't look at his past record and say, okay, well, he's never really had a good defense. The last few times he's been a defensive coordinator, it's been 25th, 26th in the league, and he's still got the job here. He's trying to make some of our our better players like Demarcus Lawrence play from a stand-up position and Griffin, who was pretty good even last year. Other, I think he was with Minnesota, but he, he looked like he was a still okay player even at his age but make him stand up here is not working for him I mean Alden Smith he he can do that he's done that before but there's lots of defensive linemen I think where they talk about all the turmoil behind the scenes and people calling out the coaching staff I think that's the side of the ball it's coming from and that's where it's coming from these these highly paid defensive ends are not liking the stand up in Nolan's system and they don't like the position Nolan's putting them in and what he's expecting them to do. I mean, talent wise, it's we're depleted on defense and offense, but I don't know. It's, it comes out of scheme. A lot of times too, the, they should be doing more to take advantage of their players and what they can do and try to force them to do what they want them to do. Right. And that's a big thing is getting you the players that you can, that you have to work with and find their strengths and doing that, that, so Jalen Smith came out and said that we need to maybe dump down the defense. Coach Steph said, McCarthy said, we're not doing that. So I think um, if your defense isn't getting it, you, you're going to have to dumb it down. And that's just, I mean, or you're going to continue to get beat and continue to look lost. Um, 
I listen to, uh, I know you know this, but I listen to 105 for the fan and I get a lot of Cowboy information, but they were saying that a bunch of coaches are watching film, not Dallas Cowboys coaches, but other coaches they used to be in the league. And they're saying that the Dallas defense just looks lost. And that's, I mean, you got plays where people are wide open. That's blown coverages. That means someone doesn't know what they're doing, um, whether it be scheme or coaching out there. Uh, yeah, and you're exactly right. Mike Nolan is a guy that's the last time he was a defensive coordinator, he was he had the last ranked defense to lead. Um, he was a Saints linebacker coach last year. And Mike McCarthy has to answer for that hire. He's the one that hired him. Um, that goes on Mike McCarthy. Uh, whether if it's if it's not Mike Nolan in the scheme, that's on Mike McCarthy. If it's to me, if it's if it's talent based, talent wise, um, that goes on Jerry Jones, not spending the money or not spending it correctly. Stephen Jones not giving out smart contracts to where you're you're hurt, and and even when your offensive line was going down, because the offensive line in Dallas has been your strong point for. 10 years now. I mean, <laughs> that's what it seems like is this offensive line's always been pretty dang good. Um, but you know, with everyone going out, Jerry on the radio about a, well, it was about a week ago said that, you know, we've been blessed to have an offensive line basically, but, uh, we're going to have to just learn how to, you know, because of cap space and money and just the whole that contract con- uh, controversy in the contract. And, um, you're just going to have to deal with it for now. I mean, deal with, with not having that, that great of offensive line. Now the offensive line you have now is not even close to the NFL, the, the people you got, um, they'll learn along the way. You're going to get some people back on the offensive line. Um, is, was it, is it Martin? Is he playing this week or is he not playing this week? I know he got a concussion last week and they were thinking that he might not play this week. Everything I saw said he probably won't play this week. I mean, it's, it's leaning towards, He's not playing this week. No, no, that's not good. Yeah, my roommate plays the Texans, and we're we're without our left tackle Bakhtiari, so that is a big hit. And offensive line, as I know, you know this, uh, but that plays a big role in everything you want to do on offense. Um, let's get into another topic here. Um, at this point, would you? They were talking about the other day, and I think it's smart if you think. You know, and you got to think the way Jerry, I guess Jerry Jones thinks because he's running your team. Would you mind trading a player um, like Gallup since you are, you are, um, you have a surplus of wide receivers that are good. Would you just, would you consider trading Michael Gallup for other players this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, in Jerry Jones' mind, he wants to win the division. He wants to make the playoffs. He considers that a win still. So I think that's something that they would look into. I mean, it wouldn't bother me that much as long as we're getting a player that's going to be for the future. I mean, not. I don't want to just rent a player for this year to make the playoffs, but if they're going to get someone who's going to be here a minute and who's a good player, I, I don't see no reason why we couldn't get away, get rid of someone like Gallup. Uh, I think he has lots of potential, but we are deep with wide receivers and we even have some that are in the fourth string and fifth string. that look like they can be players as well. So. Yeah. I was talking to one of my Packer buddies and I'm like, I'll take Michael Gallup. We'll send you uh we'll send you Kevin King and maybe a, a pick for Michael Gallup and Kevin King's pretty good. So uh, he would help out. He'd be your best coverage guy on your team. I was like, I'll take Michael Gallup. Um, but yeah. we have to be able to afford him too, because we're in some gap trouble in green Bay. Uh, but that's a whole different story. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup shows promise, and, and there's a lot of Cowboy fans that don't want to trade him. I mean, in a in a if you could go back in time, 
you would probably not pay Amari Cooper because you if you could see C.D. Lamb falls to you in the draft, but you got really lucky because C.D. Lamb's is going to be top wide receiver in the NFL in the next couple of years. If if not next season, he's that good. Working with that press side will make it a lot better. But um, you probably don't pay Amari Cooper, and you and you probably just keep Gallup and and Lamb, and you're good with trading Amari Cooper, not giving him a big contract because. Honestly, I, I, I think Omari Cooper is, I don't think he's all that cut out for what he's, you know, he doesn't show up on the road. He's always injured this year. They've already said he's been playing through injuries. Um, last year they, you know, he looked to be injured, even though they said he wasn't injured. And, uh, how do you feel about Omari? Do you think he's living up to that, that contract that he just got? Or you, uh, so, so like, uh, Amari <laughs> uh, Cooper is one of my least favorite Cowboys on the team. Uh, I constantly argue with other Cowboy fans about him. I know he came in and was our savior that season where we traded for him because we had a bunch of trash wide receivers. I mean, we were literally relying on Cole Beasley as our number one uh, at that point. So, I mean, Cooper did save us that season. Cooper runs some of the best routes in the NFL, and I don't think that can be taken away from him. My problem with Cooper is, he watching the games. I just constantly call it out when people watch the games. Me, I'm like, look, Cooper just pulled himself out again, and Cooper's famous for that. I mean, uh, there's mm-hmm. lots of interviews last year where, why is he? It's not the coaching staff doing it. He's literally pulling himself out of the game. Oh, I ran hard on that route. I need to come out, and he just doesn't seem like he has any dog in him. Like, I mean, someone like in the past, Des Bryant would never pull himself out of the game, and I mean, he was a different character altogether, but you, you want your number one receiver to go up and get the ball. And that's something that Michael Gallup will do. Amari uh, Cooper has left our quarterback Dak a couple weeks ago. And then this past week, he let them both get picked off because you can never let a defender come across your face as a wide receiver running a route. And he knows that he even admitted that when he did this to Dak and he just lets people outfight him for the ball because he'll run his routes and stuff, but he doesn't want to do the dirty work that wide receivers do. And he was famous for that in Oakland and he came here and he does the same thing. He just, he don't have any dog in him. Like he's one of those players that I was talking about and he's the epitome of it on this team that he'll just give up. He'll, he'll be like in the middle of a game and just decide it's not worth it no more. And he's just going to play for himself and get off the field. And right. you can't have that, and especially as much money as he's making. You you want him to go fight for every ball. And Gallup will, C.D. Lamb has shown he will. So if I could get rid of a wide receiver, I'd get rid of Cooper out of the three of them, even though he is our number one. That's the one I would get rid of. Yeah, I totally agree with, with everything you just said. There was a game last year against Philadelphia. The last play of the game, this is for the, this is for the division. This is their first place. And Amari Cooper walks to the sideline. But when he's what are you doing? You're the number one receiver. You're, this is supposed to be your moment. Why are you not on the field? And if the coaching staff taking you out, you, you, you want to see some fight to say, no, I'm on in on this play. I know Des Bryant would have done that. Um, mm. I want, I want Devontae Adams to do that. And um, Devontae Adams would do that. He's the number one. He knows who he is. And oh, that blew my mind last year. And I, I, I totally agree with you. He, he disappears in games. Um, and uh, he doesn't have that fight. He doesn't have that will will to to play. And he had those issues in Oakland. That's why they traded him. Um, so he came here and had that season. That season basically got got him paid. But the good news is you do have it out. And I think two two more years, I think, or a year and a half, I think you have another out so you can get out of that contract. And I think you guys will. But I don't know if you could trade him because even if they were looking to trade him, I don't know who's going to pick up that contract. 
um, a hundred a hundred million dollar receiver. So yeah, it, it just kind of locks us in. That's why everyone spitballs and says Gallup because he's still on the rookie deal. So he probably will get dealt before him. Cooper does, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's the wrong decision. I mean, if you could get rid of Cooper to anybody, that'd be the better option for us to try to free up some cap space. You're going to need to sign a lot of players. So, yeah, you got to figure out who, who that's the biggest thing for McCarthy is to figure out who to keep, who to get rid of. I, I do think when we're talking about that leak in the media the other day uh, about them bashing the coach staff and saying they don't know, they're not good at their jobs, they don't know what they're doing. Excuse me, I do, I do think it was like I said, one of those, like you said, one of those uh, veteran defensive ends that that came in from the outside, and they really um, don't care to be on the team. And you got to get those guys out of there. Um, so Mike McCarthy's got his job cut out for him. Do you? Did you like the Mike McCarthy hire? Um, I mean, I wasn't like super Mike McCarthy guy, but I mean, I. Anybody's better than Garrett at the point in time where we just came so used to Garrett's BS and just lack of excitement. And uh, he was just Jerry's puppet. So it's hard to have a coach like that. I like McCarthy coming in because I kind of felt like this is what happened when Belichick first came in, that this is someone who's going to stand up for himself. And I think McCarthy has done that a couple of times, like getting Nolan hired, but hopefully he does that with some more better decisions at the end of the day and he stops doing it for stupid stuff like Nolan. But I, I like Mike McCarthy. I think he can do good here when we have a team around him, but we'll see. Right. And, you know, you know, he was a great, you know, head coach and um, I like Mike McCarthy in the beginning. I, I thought he did a really good job. Um, the thing with him is his, his offense got stale um, and he never changed it. Rumors were he never changed the offense since we won the Super Bowl. And it really frustrated Aaron Rodgers and, you know, all that drama going on there. So they ended up firing him and he took a year off. Um, I, I wanted to work out for Mike McCarthy. I think what he did for Green Bay is great. I hope he gets in the hall, our Hall of Fame one year, one year. He did win a Super Bowl with us. I hope he works out in Dallas. When you know, hired him, I thought it was really good. I thought it was one of the best hires you could have made. Um, He's a guy that's and now, but I do, I do think he should be calling the offense play calls. It's something he did in Green Bay, and he really loved it. Um, but I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones, you know, I don't know if Jerry Jones said no. That's going to be um, what's his face, Kellen Moore. Yeah. I, I think that was a Jerry call. <laughs> and you look at that way, but like like he did Wade Phillips, right? Wade Phillips came in, and Jason Garrett was off the coordinator. Jason Garrett been sitting there, so I don't know. If, Kellen Moore's going to be your future head coach. And he's like, no, we have to stick this, keep this guy around. Um, so I hope not because that's, I don't know, that's the way to do things. But uh, I, I think Mike McCarthy will work out for you guys. I just don't know um, if he's changed his offense enough. He, he did say, you know, he took a year off. He went to the, what he called the barn and learned the analytics of football. And um, I don't know if you've seen any of the new, new school football and, um, I know you guys aren't using a lot of pre-snap motion and all that stuff, but I also know you're not able to run your full offense because and that's what I was talking about earlier. You can't evaluate him this season. Really. You can't really evaluate him with all the injuries and, and everything else that you guys have dealt with. Um, but I, I don't know. It's kind of hard because with Jason Garrett, he was a bad head coach, but it didn't seem like the team ever gave up on him. 
Um, and they're already talking about Coach McCarthy losing the locker room in six weeks. So it's it's crazy. I was like, uh, that's a little early to lose the locker room. I just don't know if if um, if it's just an angry angry guy on defense, like we talked about, that that doesn't want to be here anymore or what. But uh, I think your season will go a lot better for you next next year when we can you can really evaluate him, um, and hopefully he won't be riddled with injuries. And, and I think that has to do. I think and we've seen it with all all the teams, and it's been it's been huge. All the injuries. I think it's because of lack of a of a good off season program um, and the COVID and everything that's going on like that. Do you, do you think? Do you really think COVID's had a big hit on the injuries? Because we have seen it. Um, oh yeah, I just, uh, for sure. I, I think that thing that's what it comes down to. They didn't practice. They didn't keep their bodies in the normal shape. I mean, it's there's no excuse. I mean, there's still going to be teams coming out on top. There's still teams that are playing well and people that are working around it better, but. Yeah, there's there's been a rash of injuries across the NFL this year. I'm, I'm sure it's a lot more than normal. Uh, I just, especially here, I mean, locally, it's just crazy how many people are out. You're looking at literally like half the starting offense and half the starting defense that are not playing in the game. So it's just, that's hard when you have 22 players and you have 12 of them on IR and you're only playing with 10 of your projected starters. It's just, that, that doesn't happen in NFL normally. Yeah, and it makes it makes evaluating your your position as a Cowboys fan with the new head coach and everything into it really difficult. Um, I, I hope for you guys. I think Mike Noll will be fired next year, um, but Jerry Jones doesn't fire people a lot, so we'll see about that. I don't. It's, I know Mike Noll is not his guy, so maybe he leaves it up to Mike McCarthy. Um, but I think you, you've got to get get somebody with a better background. When they hired him, and I saw his, I didn't really know who he was. And then I heard about his background. I'm like, well, why did why did Mike why did Mike McCarthy sign off on that? But then you learn that he hired Mike McCarthy back in the day, and it's just one of those kind of pulls. Um, but um, let's jump into Dak Prescott, and he's he's an interesting topic, as you could tell, as you already know that. But do you how do you feel about Dak Prescott? Do you um, do you think he will come back from his injury and be hundred percent? And do you want to pay him over $40 million? Uh, I mean, I don't want to pay any quarterbacks that, but I mean, that's the nature of the NFL now. I mean, that it is what it is, but it just seems like unless the cap number starts going up crazy for that, what we can spend each team, the, every team that ends up playing a quarterback that much, it hurts them. But uh, I think he was playing himself into that area and he was betting on himself and it sucks for him as a person to get injured. I'm not the, the biggest Dak fan. I mean, I, I think he's a good player, but I, I don't see him on the same level of getting money like Patrick Mahomes or something. I mean, he put up the numbers this year and he's still leading the league and passing, but a lot of that was garbage time. And that's when you're playing prevent defense and, He's he's getting all those yards at the end of the games when we're down by so much. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence with Dak Prescott. I, I think he can come back from it. It's it's an injury people have come back from, but it's it's hard to come back from big injuries and especially being on like a contract year. It, it's it worries me about him. I would kind of move away from him. I mean, I think if Dalton would have showed something or was able to lead us to something, maybe Jerry would have been like, look, see this one, we didn't pay Dak. Now we can just re-sign Dalton and keep him, which I think would be a mistake as well. But 
I don't know. If we suck as bad as it looks like we're going to suck, maybe we could draft one of these college quarterbacks and see what happens there and not have to pay Dak. But I wish the best for him. I think he's a good dude, but I don't I don't think he's a $40 million quarterback. Yeah, that, that's a tough, that's a tough question. I go back and forth on Dak Prescott. Look, this, this season kind of when he was playing kind of reminded me of last year. You know, last year, all I kept hearing was Dallas Cowboys have the number one offense. We have the number one offense. We, I'm like, yeah, but you were eight and eight. So that doesn't mean anything. This year, Dak Prescott's throwing for so much, throwing for so much, throwing for so much. But yeah, you're, you're, you know, you were, you were an onside kick from being 0 and 4, you know. So, um, that's what matters at the end of the day. And I think, I think Dak Prescott's a top 10 quarterback. He's probably number seven, number eight, somewhere around there. Uh, maybe some, some people fit him in the top five. I do think he's worth paying. Now you're right. You don't want, I don't want to pay Aaron Rodgers 40 million. I don't want to pay Aaron Rodgers 35 million a year, which we've done. So, but that's just the way it's going. And, and, I, and my biggest thing is Jerry Jones and then made a mistake. They could have paid Dak Prescott um, a couple of years ago and got him for around 32, 33 million probably. And now, Guaranteed. They've already said they're going to franchise tag him next season, which is a smart thing to do. Um, you're going to, I guess, see if he's going to come back and how he's going to come back from the ankle injury. And then you're going to have to hope that Jerry Jones wants to pay him more money than anybody else. Uh, I don't think he's going to get Patrick Mahomes money. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but that's the way the NFL is. It's not who you're better than. It's just the next man up. And I don't think that's right. But that's the way it's going. And um, I sent out a I sent out a, that that same question that you just answered a while ago of Would you rather trade Dak Prescott and and um, keep Andy Dalton or and pay Andy Dalton? You probably pay Andy Dalton twenty five to thirty million probably. I mean, you probably get him down twenty five um, and trade Dak Prescott and get his. You know, you're going to get two first round picks and all that stuff for him because some team will pay Dak Prescott definitely. Um, but yeah, once you because if a team that pays a quarterback that's not elite, elite money has just killed basically all hope they have, um, unless they can put a really good team around them. But once you're, yeah. there's a, there's a stat that says, uh, once your quarterback takes up, I think it's 16, 16% of your cap space. No quarterback in the history of the NFL has ever won a Super Bowl, um, except one when they took up the cap space. Uh, that much cap space, and it was Peyton Manning. And unless you think your quarterback's as good as Peyton Manning is, you really can't afford to pay a non-elite quarterback elite money. Yeah, I, I think I think an issue with the quarterback position specifically in this generation is we, regardless of if people are big fantasy football guys or not, I think a lot of the numbers from fantasy impacts how we see quarterbacks because going into the season, people are listing like their top 10 quarterbacks and people like Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers weren't in anyone's list this year because you're looking at those running quarterbacks that are putting up those fantasy numbers and people forget that these old guys are still good quarterbacks. I mean, uh, I don't know it's that specific position. I think that's, that's a big problem in the NFL currently because or for fans, it's just the way we see things has changed so much for the quarterback position. So I think, I think Dak in fantasy, I mean, heck yeah, he's, he's a top 10 quarterback, but overall, I mean, I, I would 
I could list 15 in front of him. I mean, I think he's in the top half of the NFL, but I, I would still choose him over lots of guys and his running ability does help him out a lot. I mean, in the NFL today, that's, that's very valuable, but I don't know that. I mean, I would take Aaron Rodgers over Dak, but I would take yeah. Drew Brees over Dak. And I think Drew Brees is having a lot of issues this year, but I still, I still like his leadership ability and his decisions he makes and the way he leads his team. So, see, you know, and, and I, you know, because it's funny you say that because some numbers say that Dak Prescott's better than Aaron Rodgers, right? Some of those numbers say that, but I, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers, um, and he is my quarterback. You know. Um, we can maybe maybe talk about the Packers in just a minute here um, a little bit because he's kind of mind-blowing to me because uh, he was on the down, downhill, downhill, and this year he's just gone crazy. But um, you look at – you got to look at more than just yards and, and, and um, numbers. I mean, you know, you look at that, and Aaron Rodgers, his off – his bad years are still better than most of the league. So, you know, how do you really evaluate that? And, um, I think Dak can, can win here. Uh, I, I think he can. And the quarterback position, we've seen it um, go from a pure pocket pocket passer to a guy that needs to be able to move out of the pocket. That's one thing that's helped Aaron Rodgers a lot is he's been able to get out of the pocket, make plays happen. And you see Dak Prescott come in and, and the Cowboy fans want him to run the ball more, which I agree. Um, he did get injured. You, you know, that injured, that, that ended RG3's career, basically. Um, so I don't know how much you want him running. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm not really, I'm not too sold on Lamar Jackson. I don't know about you, but Lamar Jackson, I don't think he can throw the ball that well. Um, he can run, and but he'll have games where he doesn't come. Um, he doesn't break 200 yards passing, um, but he'll run the ball a lot and add that extra uh, thing. It opens a little bit different things for him. And the Ravens are a very good football team and win. So I think it's just, just about your coach and scheme and the players. And it's about coaching your players. And knowing what they do good and find a way to win that way. But I think that can win with you. I, I, I think that's, I think he's got that it factor a little bit, a little bit. I, he's kind of swung me. I used to be iffy about it, but I think he's good enough to win. If your team has, um, he had, I think he has to have more players around him than like uh, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but I think he can win for you. And, and I yeah. don't really uh, I don't really know where you guys go if you don't get Dak Prescott because you're not going to lose enough to, you know, get that top pick and get a Trevor Lawrence, I don't think, or a Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. But um, I don't know where you go after them. But, uh, yeah, he, he swung me. I think he can win. Yeah, as long as he comes back healthy, I think he he's a good quarterback. Yeah, and and I think he'll come back healthy. And my my main worry with him is his plant foot. Um, so that that kind of brings up some some trouble. But um, I was listening to uh, what's this, some sports talk show the other day, and they talked about they think that that Dak Prescott will have a really hard time coming back from this injury, and that's why the Cowboys have kind of already said they're going to have to with that franchise tag on him again and kind of look for going a different direction. I don't know if that's true. You know, you see um, what's the, what's the Redskins are sorry, the Washington football teams, Alex Smith, you know, he came back from a, he broke his leg in pieces and he's came back from that. I don't know how good he'll be, but um, he came back from that. I think, I think he'll probably retire at the end of this year. 
Um, cause I don't know how much playing time he's going to get, how good he's going to be, but it was um, good to see him come back though. Yeah, it was good to see him. It's a good story. Um, there's a, I think, I don't know, I think it's a 30 for 30 on Alex Smith's career and his life. And they say it's really good. Uh, I want to go watch that, but I haven't seen that yet. Um, well, let's talk about that. Those three big packers here for a second before I let you go. <clears throat> um, I, I have killed the Green Bay Packers last season. Um, I killed them, not last season, the year before, really. And I just, you know, said that Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like himself. And he's been, he's been on the decline. And it's just kind of in my head said, all right, this is going to be the downfall and the end of Aaron Rodgers. And he comes out this year and where we start off the like four and one. He is an MVP talks again. He's playing lights out. I, I call, I don't know if he found the fountain of youth, but, uh, <laughs> or what, I don't know what it is. Do you have any explanation for that? It's, it's insane to me how he, he was, uh, looking on the decline and all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's, he was playing back to normal. That, that's called that they drafted a quarterback high and he wants to keep his job. <laughs> he knows that guy's right behind him. And he's like, I've seen this. I already did this at Brett Favre. So I need to get my act together and start balling out again. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I'm being sarcastic about that, but I mean, I, I think, I think uh, every person's ego driven to some point. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a very ego driven guy and he wants to be good and he wants to play good. And he, he talks a big game and he's backing it back up. And like you said, some of his down years are still better than someone's career years. And I think that's one of the sarcastic things he said at some point, but yeah, yeah it was, he, uh, he's a damn good player. He's a great quarterback. He's going to go in the hall of fame. He, he's throwing the best deep balls that of anyone ever. his Hail Mary plays, or you can just do highlight reels of them. So I think a lot of it is to do. They put someone behind them and he knows he's better than the guy behind him. And he still wants to prove he's better than the guy behind him. So he's, he stepped up his game. I mean, you need that. You need that in life. You need someone to push you. You need something to keep on striving for. And this is what it was for Aaron Rodgers. From what I've heard behind the scenes, it seems like he's helping this dude out and he's not being a, a jerk to him or nothing. But, uh, a lot of people thought that, that would happen with Aaron Rodgers' personality, but it seems like this is a driving force for him. He probably will never admit that, but in some form, his psyche, that's what that's what's doing it for him this year. Yeah, and, and I totally agree with you. They they our draft was one of the worst drafts I've ever seen Green Bay draft this year. We got no we got no value in him. We drafted Jordan Love and um I have you know, I don't know, I don't have any hopes for Jordan Love, any high hopes for him. Um, he, one year he looked like Patrick Mahomes in college football and the next year he led the league in interceptions. So, you know, you got to go back and forth, but, um, this off season, that was a big storyline. And then you look at, uh, you know, the training camp they had this, the little bit of a training camp they had this year, they were saying there's no Jordan love hasn't showed any glimpse of why they, they drafted him in the first round. I'm like, Oh, that's not what you want to hear. I know it's not a normal off season still. Um, but yeah, I think it's this did drive Aaron Rodgers a little bit. And it's another year in Matt LaFleur's system. Um, one thing that I like, and that's a big thing about, you know, going back into the coach McCarthy, is they said they didn't hold anybody accountable in Green Bay. Um, there was no consequences of people play, you know, showing up late to meetings. He didn't ever challenge Aaron Rodgers. And that's one of the things the players say they were Matt LaFleur day one would be challenging Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think that's worked really good. And um, Matt LaFleur has done an amazing job here in Green Bay. 
I didn't even know who he was when we hired him. I'm like, who in the heck is this guy? Um, but, uh, he, he seems to be like, he knows what he's doing. We we're top five and play action pass and uh pre-snap motion, uh, which the analytics say that opens up a lot and helps you out a lot. So I really like that. I, I, I'm trying to learn more about the analytical side of football. Um, you know, last year it was <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. It was a mine. It was a, it was a mine, uh, a mine. I'm not going to cuss on here, but it was just, a, it was screwed up my head last year because the analytics say we got lucky as heck to be 13 and three, really lucky. We won, we won nine, uh, games by less than six points. Um, our run differential was way off. We were negative in the run differential, but we won 13 and three. We went 13 and three. We were one game away from the playoff or the Super Bowl. Um, so I really didn't even know what to expect. I picked us, I picked us to go eight and eight this year and miss the playoffs. I, I predicted the Vikings to win the division, but, uh, <laughs> I was, I'm, they're, they're over there tanking. Um, so it shows you how much I, I, uh, uh, my suggestions or my, my guesses really play out. And that shows you how crazy the NFL can be from year to year. Yep. I agree with that completely. I thought the Vikings were going to do something and they, they look like one of the worst teams in football and the bears are looking decent, even with their quarterback switches and everything. And the lions are the lions. So, I mean, uh, he's not going to get shot this year. I think green Bay is one of the top teams, Seattle, green Bay, and the NFC for sure. Those are the two that stand out to me. Yeah, definitely. And NFC, you know, I, I, I'm Russell Wilson's hard to, to pick against. He's a really good quarterback. Um, I just think our defense is better than Seattle and our defense has really been underachieving this season and our defensive coordinator needs to be fired next year, which I, uh, they, they, they contemplated on bringing him back this year. They did. I think he needs to go. Um, I had high hopes for Mike Pettin and every, every team he's gone to, he's brought the defense up to a top 10 defense. Um, but he really hasn't done that for Green Bay. We've given him a talent. We spent most of our draft picks there. Um, we really haven't given him any talent, but, uh, um, it's kind of funny and I'm going to, we're going to end on this, I guess the, me and my buddy Jeff were talking about this last week is I think the, the, sh- the power has shifted to the NFC in football or the AFC actually in football is, you know, you used to only have the Patriots and, and maybe the Steelers or Patriots and maybe Baltimore. Um, and then in, in the NFC, you can, anybody, you can see anybody from the first seed to the eighth seed going to the championship, right. Or, you know, um, but I think the power has shifted and in, 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 the, in the AFC, you got the Titans that are undefeated. You got the Steelers that are undefeated. You got the chiefs who are, who won it last year, powerhouse. You got the Baltimore Ravens and you look back over here at the NFC, the saints aren't what we thought they were. We don't know what Tampa Bay is going to be. The Minnesota Vikings are, are, are garbage this season. Um, so it's like, who do you got left? You know, you got Seattle, you got green Bay. It's, uh, that's, that's the power shift that's shifted this year. Uh, I don't know if you if you feel that way as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the NFC East is like the AFC East old, except we don't got one good team on top, and we're just the worst division of football. So it's it's definitely switched. I mean, when when you're only using uh, what is it? 12 teams versus 16 on the other conference. I mean, there's 16 teams that are trying to compete in the, the AFC and there's 12 in the NFC. So we had a whole division that just shouldn't be playing football right now. So yeah, there's, there's only a couple of good teams in the NFC and the AFC is where all the interesting games are fun to watch games are at. So I agree right. with that completely. 
Well, and it, it's funny because I, I haven't really bought into Tennessee. I don't believe, I'm not a big believer in Tannehill. But every year or every week, man, they keep showing up. They played the Steelers this week. I think the, the, the last, uh, not the last two undefeated, but um, one of the two last unde- undefeated teams. Um, I think the Steelers win that one, but uh, this, just the Titans keep on rolling. Um, do you see Josh Norman get thrown the other night? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you guess that's where I'm currently crazy. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's going to be a good, divi- the, a good game, but I hope Tennessee wins. I think Tennessee's going to pull that one off. They, you know, it's funny because the, the Sunday night game um, had to be changed this week. And they, instead of choosing Tennessee and the Steelers, which that's the most hyped game of the week, it shows the Seattle and the Cardinals. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like the Seattle should beat them pretty easily. Um, so I think NFL screwed that one up, but yeah, man, that's it. This is the, uh, the cowboy edition here. Um, uh, I, I hope that your team goes to be mediocre and, and you know, it's the worst place in sports to be. <laughs> but uh, you know I think I told my buddy Ryan I I bought into the hype last year and y'all y'all eight and eight I was like all right I'm not doing it again I'm not buying into the hype again then y'all get CD Lamb and I'm like man this offense is gonna be too good not to win I bought into it again and and um it's just bad and I was like I'm not ever doing it again ever I don't care who y'all get so (laughs) so I was like you just become a fan because that's how we feel every year so <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. You know, I'm a, I'm a Texas Rangers fan. It makes me want to blow my brains out sometimes. So, um, I, I don't like it as much as football, but yeah, still, 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 uh, they're still pretty bad. But, um, all right, man. Well, I guess we'll see you tomorrow. Um, and I appreciate you chipping on me. All right, man. Have a good night. Thank you. See you, brother.